This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. business is it is another week in the books with the on deck tv show i am spike lou man holla at your boy animal brown animal underscore brown if you're looking for me on social absolutely and i am spike lou on them same social sites if you're looking at us on the youtubes you see we got a special guest in the building brother do say mr no disrespect what's good guy What's going on? What's going on? Happy to be back. I feel like it's back to back. This part of the year, I can tell y'all closing out the year, right? You got me on the program. What's it all? You know what I'm saying? I got absolutely. I, you know, Lou, I'm the, I'm the, I speak you're, from the streets. You're a you know jolt of energy. You're the young guy. You're the young guy coming in, just bringing the whole lineup. I got a lot of good feedback about the energy you brought last time for Jeezy, which was an old head. So, of course, we bring you back for your generation's top dog. And though I'm looking at your face, I can tell you about the hate. Drake and 21 Savage dropped their much-anticipated album after they announced it, Her Loss. We're going to give y'all a review on Deck TV show style. But before we get to that, man, we haven't spoken with you since the takeoff news happened, so we'll share some news there. Also, we got to check out Rick Ross at the Orchestra Noir in Atlanta, all-black orchestra. Damn, easy for me to say. I'll tell you guys how that was. November is National Hip Hop History Month as well. We'll talk about some of our favorite moments in hip hop history things. But first, Animal Brown, I'll hand this one off to you. Last yeah. week, we got the tragic news about takeoff and what happened to him in Houston. Hip hop shared their thoughts. We at the On Deck TV podcast would like to share our condolences. And on Animal Brown, your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Um, we recorded our episode Monday. We woke up Tuesday morning to this news. 28 years young, um, Houston, Texas. Uh, there's a, a lot of alleged information going on. We still don't know exactly what happened. You can kind of piece some things together if you looked at the video. Um, thank you, TMZ, for that. Um, but shot... Maybe friendly fire, maybe not. He and Quavo was there. First rumors was that Quavo got shot as well, but that was not the case. It was Quavo's assistant that got shot, as well as another young lady. 
Man, it's, it, it, hip hop responded to this very interestingly. And, and there was a lot of, of course, condolences across the board because hip hop, I mean, because Takeoff seemed to be a very liked figure in hip hop. He seemed to be very low key, stayed out of the way. You didn't really see him in a lot of news. Quavo and uh, Offset are more out front and center when it comes to being personalities in hip hop. Takeoff played the back seat. Um, but you could argue he was the most influential out of the three with the quote-unquote Migos flow, um, you could argue, made popular by him um, for this modern time. We're not going to debate who did it in the 90s and all that shit. I'm talking about for present day. Um, so it was it, it's an unfortunate situation. You hate to see somebody who allegedly wasn't even really in the mix <laughs> for something to happen. He was allegedly an innocent, a, a bystander and just kind of caught a stray which just adds salt in the wound in a situation like this. So it's a, it's terrible news, but the the reactions I saw across online were very interesting, but I'm going to pass the mic first back to you though, to see what your thoughts are. Um, I didn't believe it when I first saw it. It was, of course, one of those things that happened overnight. You open your phone early in the morning and the algorithms are going to algorithm. That was the first thing that I saw um, opening up. So I didn't believe it. I set my phone down. Did my little 10-minute morning routine, walked away, uh, but then got back to it, saw that it was true. And, of course, it's unfortunate how it happened, man. And some of the responses, like you said, were interesting. Um, some of that we can unpack here. But um, I don't know. It was just surprising, man. It, it wasn't. It was random. I can't. Uh, yeah, it was random. I can't say if I'm being honest that it struck me like Nipsey when we were talking about that. If I'm being like putting these things together, it, mm -hmm. it's just and I understand the relevance and how important that takeoff was. It just I wasn't tapped into him that way like that. However, it definitely is unfortunate that that happened to the young man. He had so much life to live in front of him. But we're talking about, you know, if I listen to him and turning on a song or maybe revisiting some of their stuff uh, when I heard the news. It really didn't strike me to do that, but it did make me as sad as I was when I'm thinking about like the Nipsey's and the Dolphs just because of the impact that the Migos have played in the culture in the 2020s. And speaking of that impact, Nick, and you're a lot younger than Animal Brown. Um, what was you? <laughs> it's not even the joke there, but I had to do that. What would what did you think as far as the the impact for your generation? Well, I, I was going to say that, um, Lou, I didn't know if you was going to consider yourself a millennial because, you know, you'd be trying to lie these days, try to get through the uh, get into the club when you ain't supposed to. But um, now nah, I think that uh, the saddest thing about this whole thing is he was 28. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that sticks with me, because that's uh, in my age range, as you mentioned, Lou, like um, this is someone that I grew up listening to, the homies listen to and stuff like that. So it's kind of it's weird to see how someone as influential in my upbringing is now gone. It kind of reminds me of how you guys talk about certain artists that you guys grew up on yeah. and, and now they, they pass way too early. Like it just seems like in the middle of them, probably even hitting that third gear. Um, as you, as we talked about, even though like him and Quaver were starting to do their own little thing too. So we don't know how far that could have gone. And just for it to end like this, like this, this when I when I hit Chob about it, I was just like, I didn't know really how to process. I thought the same thing. I thought it was fake because the story sounds crazy. Right. Yeah. It's not just randomly wild. But uh, just speaking of the responses, A.B., what were you going to say to that? I saw people trying to make it a hip-hop thing, and I, I just... I, I, I don't like when people... when people try to lump incidents like this into 
making it a, a rap thing. Bro, unfortunately, people have been getting killed over dice games, arguments, disagreements, whatever the case may be for as long before we've been alive. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I don't want this to turn into a rap thing or, uh, you know, you see people go, man, uh, Justin Bieber doesn't have to worry about that. Well, neither does J. Cole, bro. Neither does Chance the Rapper. Neither does Tyler the Creator. Neither does Big Crit. Neither does YBN Corday. There's a thousand niggas that don't have to worry about this, dude, because they're not, for whatever reason, in those type of environments. They were out past 2 a.m. kicking it with niggas that were strapped up, apparently. So it, it, doing whatever the case may be they were doing, kicking it, having a good time, or at least they thought a disagreement happened, things escalated very quickly, and it went left. But I, I, I don't like when the, the people paint this whole scenario with a major br- hip-hop brush. I, th- I think that's a cop-out, um, I, I, and, I, and I don't like that. And I, and I respect that the Houston police chief said that specifically. Don't make this a hip-hop thing. Like, I, I know rappers down here. I respect what they do. Um, they do a lot of things for the community, blah, 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 blah. This is just an unfortunate incident that violence happens, unfortunately, in our community. And like, this is a, an, another situation. If this would have happened and no names were attached, bro, and this, obviously we wouldn't have heard about it, but this shit goes on. So I just, I just I, that I didn't like. I, I think that's kind of lazy when people do that. That's interesting that you say that. And I'll throw this over to whichever one of you wants to answer it. There's a narrative going around that being a rapper is a dangerous job. And it doesn't sound like from what you just said, A.B., that you think that that's true. Would you say that being a rapper is a dangerous job or is it just depend on like what you were just saying? Uh, J. Cole ain't worried about it. No, nah, well, they ain't worried about it. Yeah, I think it's the genre. And I believe Waka Flocka came out and said that he said, no, nah, being a gangster rapper is hard. Mm. He said that's dangerous. Because we know how it goes. You're, you're, there, there's a culture when it comes to the street that blends and blurs the line in between that and the, the professionalism or, or the, the business side of music. And sometimes those lines can blur and they can cross. And so that's when you get into situations like this. I'm going to come clean. Not only is J. Cole not like a quote unquote street artist. But the, a lot of times he's not going to be in situations like this, bro. He's not going to be out at 2.30. Remember what old people used to tell us? Hey, it ain't really nothing out late past midnight. It ain't nothing out good past midnight. I'm starting to understand what they meant. I didn't get it at first. But now things be happening late night, bro. It really don't be in your favor a lot. of time. A lot of bullshit be happening during the nighttime. And I understand. I, I kind of get the thought process behind the statement now. But no, bro, it's 100 rappers that don't have to worry about this shit because they're not associated with their life it's a million niggas not having to check in they ain't got to do none of that shit bro like niggas not pressing little uzi bro they this nigga like nobody they're not looking at him like that now if you're a street nigga you claim to be one and you rap then people gonna look at you like that and they're gonna put you they're gonna treat you with those rules if you're not then people they're not gonna they're not gonna approach you with that energy in my opinion uh, I feel like two things can be true with that. Uh, on the lines, what you say, AB is like the first thing is like you kind of don't want to suggest like this is the reason why uh, takeoff may have passed or anything. It's just right. you know, like you don't, you don't want to just dismiss it like that because it sounds dismissive. Like oh nigga, you should have known better than to be out here right, right. Dice late at night. But at the same time, it is just like that. Like those are the warning signs that we grew up in. Like if you grew up anywhere that wasn't in a privileged area or in a um, more suburban area, then you understand that there's certain rules, official or unofficial, that you gotta follow if you wanna kind of stay clear. 
And unfortunately, this is one of those incidents that people are going to, you know, bring up when they talk to their kids, especially if they're in the entertainment industry and be like, look, you don't want to end up like this dude back yeah. in the day over this who was innocent. But, you know, how they always wrong say place, wrong time. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. There's always the good ones. You know, it's like those are the, those stories that get circulated because of incidents like this. And I just know for me, I'm just thinking about Quavo's mindset throughout all this because he was right there. I think they mentioned it, their uncle was as well. But yeah. I know he's like distraught. Like I can't, I can't imagine what he's going through right now. Yeah, it's got to be tough for them to deal with. And you wonder about his career moving forward, <clears throat> how much he even want to be into this. Doubling back to that question and your point, AB, <clears throat> I think it has a lot to do with professionalism, even versus being a street rapper or not. Because I would argue somebody like a Yo Gotti or a Jeezy at this stage in his career, even a Rick Ross, we just seen him at the symphony. We'll talk about those guys. You can. Gucci man, even two now is a good example. I think that we take for granted in those situations how important it is to be professional. Uh, and I'm speaking of like not being in, in the gray in your transition period, having like the street niggas that really ain't got no purpose around but to, to have the strap and to shoot niggas. Cause that's how this happens. Right. Like it's a nigga that don't know how to handle confrontation. And he in the back, he see the bread winner right there fighting. And now he pulling the strap out all because this nigga ain't got no business in there. Like, I can be out at 2.33 in the morning if I'm Jay-Z and Beyonce because we had a big dog party. People in here are professional. They know how to handle themselves. So I think one of the biggest issues in the hip-hop community is that level of professionalism, how we're willing to conduct ourselves, what we're willing to do. Like, I don't want to point the blame, and it can't. I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault, but a lot more should go into those people that are around you and them having a part. We talk about this all the time, AB. The people around you having a purpose, not just hanging around because you famous and they want to look good, or they want to fuck the bitches too. Like, if a nigga around you has a purpose, then he's going to be less likely to do some dumb shit. Even yep. if it's answering an email, even if it's responding on IG and he the social media nigga, it can be small stuff. But just applying niggas some responsibility doesn't leave them as vulnerable to react in situations like this. And again, I'm not blaming anyone, but I do right, think right. it's an area of opportunity for hip hop to carry ourselves in a more professional manner. That way you don't get these confrontations like this. You get Quavo shutting that shit down. Like, I'm not going to yell back and forth with you about a couple hundred thousand dollars, bro. Like, it's, it, you just, it's, just, it's just disappointing that, that, bro, they have an album out. You would rather hear them about recording an episode of Jimmy Fallon, bro, than to be mm -hmm. out in Houston at 2.30 shooting dice. But that's all, that's all yeah. I'm saying. And, you, I'm, and, and I, I'm not saying that you're wrong, because you're right. I, I have no inkling to be out at, like, past midnight now. Uh, I don't know because of my age or what, but you're right. You're absolutely right. I don't want you to think that I'm saying that you're wrong in that situation. Yeah. does have a lot to do with that, too. However, even if you are in those situations and you can't help it, being professional goes a long fucking way. And I think we yeah, really sure. need to take a look at that in hip hop and start to carry ourselves in that manner. But let's be clear though, Ross has gotten into some, some shit too though. Oh yeah, yeah. Ross has gotten Absolutely. into some shit. His, his cop is shot up. He done been blackballed out of a right. whole city. Sure. Nigga like that. So, but the, I happens. think that come with it the happens. territory. Right, but again, Rick Rock, Thankfully, Ross is still with us because he know how to move professionally. The car bulletproof, the security there. It ain't my homeboys. It's shoot, it ain't gunplay to shoot niggas. It's, it's, I got paid professional, probably white men or Muslims right here with me, and they know how to handle this security. So, yeah, yeah. It, it goes both ways. 
Um, condolences though, friends, family, friends, yeah. fans. It's, it's, it's just sad. a fucked up, tragic situation. You you hate to see that shit. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of Ross, moving right along, man, transitioning. Uh, you and I both attended. We were both in the building for the yes, orchestra noir in Atlanta. Um, yeah, they invited us out, man. They, they asked us to come be in the building to see. Absolutely, this, you know? absolutely. Had black to pull excellence, up. so on deck had to be in there. <laughs> just to kind of paint the picture for a lot of people, because a lot of I noticed a lot of people didn't know that this was going on. Um, it's the first ever Red Bull symphonic, whatever the fuck they called it. But it basically takes a contemporary artist, pairs them with the big dog orchestra. This one happened to be all black, which was super dope. Um, and there was like an opening act violinist and then a second act, which was a choir that was kind of doing renditions of trap music. <laughs> and then uh, the Ross thing, who he did a lot of records to, which was dope. So my question is, A, one, how did you feel about it? Two, who would you like to see uh, do something like this moving forward? Man, this was a, a fly-ass event. Black excellence was the right word. People were dressed to the nines. I'm kind of hot. I didn't know it was black tie like that. I would have came yeah. a little bit more official. Uh, but it, it was dope, man. It was Ross like had the, the, the frozen ice water, ice on. It was jumping out of the building. I say that to say he was dressed for the occasion as well. But it, it just felt and looked good as far as being in a different surrounding and having hip-hop there it wasn't too prissy it wasn't too uppity however the musical aspect it's an orchestra and them doing anything they did a great job as well they opened up they played a couple of songs they added some hip-hop stuff to it my man had the glasses on the conductor like it really fit i felt i didn't feel out of place it wasn't like there were some white people up where i was but not a lot you know they were looking they were like sprinkled they, in there yeah, they kind of look like they stumbled. They had season tickets to the venue or something, so they kind of stumbled in there like, hey, what's this about? Who's yeah. Rick Ross? They was kicking it too, it though. Yeah, but the violin chick was great. The choir, it was a thin line, and I text Nick about this. <laughs> and it's a very thin line between just, I, you know, I'll let you talk about it, A.B., but it was a fun night overall, man. I really enjoyed myself. I think we a lot more of these should happen. If I had to choose an artist to do this with, I would choose Scarface. I feel like that he has some great musical numbers that he could play. He's really into music and, and symphonies and things of that nature. Hearing him in his interviews, um, that would be the person that I pick. And lastly, Rick Ross's song selection. <laughs> That nigga had the play like he he didn't play a wrong song. Every song nah. that you wanted that nigga to play with an orchestra, he played that motherfucker and he Man. did his job. It was you know. a great fucking night. I really enjoyed myself. Real, real quick, uh, Nick, th I'm gonna throw the oop to you. I, you. I know you weren't in the building, but from what you saw on social media and from what you, the idea that you get, who could you see doing something like this? Well, I, I was going to join y'all, and then um, I seen the ticket prices, and I was like... Oh, the resale was nuts. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Ross ain't worth that. Maybe yeah. the <laughs> Ross ain't worth that. I'll catch him on the next one. But um, now I would say, I was thinking, as I was uh, hearing y'all talk, I was thinking about maybe, like, Kendrick Lamar, because I saw mm. him live. I think he has a lot of good... Like, when he was doing the the Tupper Butterfly act, he was mm -hmm. definitely in his, like, um, or, like musical, musical bag. Um, I was also thinking like Tribe Called Quest. Like I think Tribe mm. Called Quest, um, R.I.P. to Fife Dog. I would love to hear that. I mean, they're all jazz instrumentation anyway. So I, I thought that would be a dope twist right to add on to it. Um, but no, I, I I definitely like the idea. I like I like hip hop going into 
environments and, and, and buildings that we normally aren't like welcome to or even supposed to really kind of fit in. And I like how Ross is doing that. Like you said, like he was, you could tell he was from the South and shit like that, but he got a little class with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he, he turned it out. I'm glad y'all uh, showed up for that. It was fly. Niggas was hopping out the limos and shit. And it was some fly shit, man. Yeah, nah, it, it was super dope. Um, stupid random celebrity sighting. Tyrese was two <laughs> rows behind me. It was <laughs> dumb random. I was like, what the fuck? And he had the white tux on and everything. Though. Yeah, it was that kind of event, man. That shit was fire. Um, but no, the the it, it was a dope event. Um, if, if I had to nitpick, I am a little bit of a sound snob, and I feel like the the mic, mic could have been fucked a, up. Yeah, the mic could have been turned up just a little. They fixed it about halfway through Ross's thing, yeah. but th that that was a, he kind of got drowned out by the mix of the DJ and mm -hmm. the orchestra because there was still a little bit of a DJ element that drowned it out just a little bit. I, I would have changed that, but other than that though, like you said, his his song selection was superb. He came out the very first song, and this is when I knew we was in for a treat. The very first song was off that Teflon Don was that with that Tears of Joy. Tears of Joy. And goddamn it, I could have had an out-of-body experience hearing the orchestra play that shit. Cause that's my I shit. I almost cried myself, nigga. Nigga, what? I was like, ah, oh, that's what we own. So he he played the perfect B-side joints. And we know Ross's ear for production is top-notch. So he played the joints that you were wanting to play. So I put it up on social media and somebody was like, yo, did he play Devil in a Red Dress? Listen, Absolutely. Man, I was I was yeah. hoping you left that out so I could get to it. And he did it right, too. Man. Like he stopped, paused for a minute, and he let the whole, like he let the orchestra play that part. That's yep. the long instrumental and kind of just stood there and took it in. Oh, that shit was fire, nigga. Yep. And the last, the, the, the cherry on top for me was the uh that rich forever like kind of he left oh. out on that rich forever and just had john legend in the background with the nigga doing a little thing like and we gonna be rich forever that shit was fire no nah, it was hard it was hard. And, and ending it on god did was dope too that's how bringing the choir out for the man mm -hmm. that shit was hard too i i say this i recommend it if it comes to your city i don't know their plans but if it comes to a city Go near you i would recommend checking it out Go see um, that shit it was so, dope so AB, you was you wasn't sitting next to Lou because I know you said everybody was was decked down. He hit me up talking about some more here, but he would come through and you ain't got to worry about no dress code. This nigga was dressed like no. He was where's Waldo in a in a, in a black tie fit. I was mad, bro. I didn't know that it was that though. I mean, I wasn't. I had was a mix. I was a mix. I always shit. keep that shit on, but yeah, it was yeah, mixed. Yeah. I was just would if had I known niggas was gonna come in there like that, I would have came too. Yeah, but, yeah. I just didn't know they was coming like that. Pause. If, if, if I had to pick an artist, and this is a dumb random, but the 10-year anniversary of this album is next year, I would want to see uh, Wale the Gifted in that setting. I think that no, should be super dope. No That's way. probably my favorite Wale album, and it just wasting, happens to be an anniversary coming up, so I would do that. You're wasting a symphony night. A Absolutely suit, not. You're wasting a suit, a venue, That's wasting all those people's time. Hayden. Came out there to play them instruments. Let me ask you a question before we move off of that, because I was wondering, is watching, do you think that those people had an issue with that, that are in the orchestra? Like, I was wondering, did they sign up for this and they cool with it, or was it just something? What you something? mean? I mean, because- My lyrics? They sign up to play classical music, not hip-hop. This ain't really they bag. Like they've been tell. doing they this shit hype. Some of them. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them were hype. Some of them. I, I didn't really pay attention to it. I was just wondering what you thought. Do you think they was cool with this? Or it was kind of like, ah, oh, it's my job type shit. I mean, I, I think if you play, you play. And it, and, it, and it may be a challenge. This may have been a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you really a flute playing motherfucker, then you want to be challenged. 
you know what I'm saying, or whatever the case may be. So I think they was cool with it. Some of them were hyped, though. Facts. Yeah, it was. Some of them were real hyped when some of the songs came on. Shout out to that violinist chick, too, man. She should. She should. Sure. Thank And she was a beast. Uh, moving yeah. on, before we get into this Her Loss album review from 21 Savage and Aubrey Graham, November is National Hip Hop History Month. The bill was passed in 2021 by Maxine Waters. I ask you guys, I tell you guys this to ask you, Throughout all the years that you've been listening to hip hop and in celebration of Hip Hop History Month here in November, what's your favorite hip hop album, moment, lingo, clothing, anything? Tell me what it is that makes you love hip hop. Nick, I'll start with you since you're a guest here, sir. Um, I, I I took this question and I was trying to run with it a little bit because uh, I have I got an answer for each category that you mentioned, kind of. Okay. As far That's as hip hop album, I think uh, so much fun by Young Thug doesn't get celebrated enough. I'm I'm sorry, it. It, it just doesn't. But I also say the Cool by Lupe Fiasco is That's fire. probably one of the greatest hip hop albums ever created. Um, for me personally, as far as a tour that I've been on and I, or not been on, but I've seen and witnessed, was actually really surprised. It was 2014, Four Seals Drive, uh, Ooh, J. Cole. I bet that was Yeah, fine. YG and Big Sean. Like, seeing that was my first time seeing Cole live. And I'm, and that's probably the only time I want to see him because he was the, the, the pocket he was in as far as his performances and the way he transitioned into songs. I think that was amazing. Um, and I also give a shout out to the club. I went to the Club Paradise tour with uh, early Kendrick and ASAP Rocky with Drake. That was that was one of the first times I saw Drake perform. I thought that was really dope. That's hard, nice. man. I um I took the the question and went the concert route too, but I took it back way back when the, when the nigga was in high school and shit, going to concerts. Rough Riders Cash Money tour mm. came to Nashville. Shit was insane had the big dog helicopter on stage, like cash money went crazy. And then also the hard knock life tour, um, Jay DMX, red man, met the man. Um, Jay came out with the Titans Jersey on. She looked crazy. Um, X was out there. He killed it. So I, I that took it. I think uh, when I think of hip hop history, I think of my first shows and and it was those. And that's, I'll never forget that shit. I still had the tickets at a, a certain point, just up not too recently ago. I lost them bitches now though, but I was you got rid of them. Yeah, I'm hot about that. Uh, but it was it was. Can you imagine how much that shit probably was? My pro, that shit probably 19.99 for the goddamn tickets. Forty dollars, easy. <laughs> For me, man, it's the um, it's the lingo and it's the style. Like it, it feels dope to me. Like you see someone, even in a corporate setting, Jay's on, and you can see the hip hop element to that style, or just the lingo and how we talk to each other, or how you can pick up on someone from the music they listen to, just from the things that happen in hip hop. Those are the two things that step out or stand out to me the most because it translates. Whenever you go somewhere, like I always talk about, we went to. LA just to go to Nipsey's store. That's hip hop to me. That was one of my favorite hip hop experiences. It ain't like Nipsey was there or anything of that nature, but just listening to his music, seeing the fruition of that, being able to walk in there and see it. Going and this Rick Ross thing, just being able to see hip hop culture, the style of it, the language and the lingo of it in so many places and how it's grown from when I was younger and it being almost taboo to now is being like the mainstream society. That's what, that's the biggest thing that sticks out to me about hip hop and hip hop history. If I were to do a concert, I went to the Jeezy 
10 year anniversary concert of Trapper Die at Fox Theater. That was the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Hands down. This Ross was close though. I ain't gonna lie. This Ross was right there with it. We're just we're at it was a the different element. Huh? We're at the point where we're getting these anniversary shows, and mm -hmm. I really wish people would do more of that. Yes. Um, like I feel like it's the wave is kind of like I went to the bad boy 20th anniversary and the Rough Riders anniversary, and that was that was super dope. But I'm just no limit too, didn't you? Huh? You went to No Limit too, right? No, I missed the no, no Limit. limit. It, got, it kept the, the pandemic Cancel. pushed it back, and we was like, "Man, fuck it." Um, but I, I think the more of the singular anniversary shows, like with the albums, like playing that motherfucker from A to Z, like a specific classic project, I want to see more of that. Uh, like a Good you know, Kid, Mad City project, like I, bro. I'll I, tell I, you what the ticket would be for that. I don't now care in Atlanta, <laughs> one night that. only. In Atlanta, one night only. I'm in Aquim it. Aquimini. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be hard. That's the top ticket for that, I think, right now. Even though I love to see Tip or whoever do it, I think if they did an Aquimini and you got Dre and Big Boy to come down here and perform that one night only, that shit would go stupid. Yeah, that'll be hard. Yeah. That would be They're stupid. not going to do it, but that, that would be super do dope. That would be amazing. Um, man, before we get to this Drake and 21 Savage album review, let's talk about the controversy surrounding it. Drake had a very interesting bar that many people um, said that he was referencing Megan Thee Stallion. Quote, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. <laughs> uh, people were wow. tight about it. Drake uh, bar for sure. He has he has yet to come out and actually address this though. Oh. As up to this point that we're recording this, of course, as soon as I say that uh, tomorrow he'll say something. But up until now, he's been quiet. Nick, I'll throw it to you first. Is the backlash fair or foul for the bars? Uh, the backlash is. I don't know. I think it's fair. It's fair. Oh my God, Nick. I'm, I'm only. I'm only. All right, hold on. I already knew Lou was going Haiti. Oh, Nick. I thought you I, was I, Mr. I, no I, disrespect. I, Mr. No I, disrespect and went soft. I say no disrespect because I I mean it. You know what I'm saying? Soft. <laughs> soft. All I'm saying is Kobe is, soft. Is, I'm only saying this. I now, if you're asking me personally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's fair because Drake knows he's a he's a very strategic dude. Like he ain't gonna just say shit and think like, oh, it's just surface level. Like. We've seen how he does album rollouts. We've seen how he does beefs. Like, he's a very strategic dude. So him saying that line, yes, on a superficial level, like, you could say, like, he wasn't even talking about man. He's talking about ass shots and women lying about it. Of course, everybody doing, everybody knows about it. Dr. Miami's iconic for it. But we also know Meg just got quote-unquote shot because we only know what we're out. This is the most who done it as hood case I've ever seen in my life. Damn. But, but, oh, damn. but based off what she says and we got to, you know, we got to believe black women, she got shot. And so we don't know who shot her, but we know that she got shot. So him doing this, the double entendre is, is a phenomenal thing to put together, but it's fair for Meg to go off the way she did because niggas are cracking jokes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lou, what you think, man? You laughing. So you must see it the other way. I do see it the other way, man. I think people are just looking for shit to be mad at over the last three weeks, man. This shit started with Kanye West and we see this spill over to Kyrie and just people are fucking looking for things to be mad at. I saw Mark Lamont Hill on the day the album come out say, oh, I'm never listening to, I'm not listening to this Drake for the disrespect that Meg. Like, bro, like, are we serious right now as a culture and a society. I don't think personally that he was talking about Meg. I do feel like the double entendre does apply, though. And he knew 
how it would be interpreted. But I rap, dude. This is fun. Like it ain't. I ain't got nothing to do. Like he wouldn't be here endorsing Tory Lane in any sort of way or fashion. This is just jokes. This album is that. It's lighthearted, just like that. Meg has a right to be offended to it. That's on her. All the other people that follow behind, though, and were jumping on to critique Drake as well, I think that's bullshit. People are just looking for something to be mad at, especially over the last three weeks. Yeah, and I ain't going to lie. Emotions are definitely high in the culture right now. That is a fact. Like you said, over the last couple of weeks, Takeoff got killed for seemingly no reason. Niggas is just caught up in scandals that people may or may not understand. So it's a lot going on right now for sure. But with that being said, I do think it. I look at two industries as being boundary pushers and habitual line steppers. I look at hip hop and I look at comedy. Those are the two where you somebody could say something where one person could be laughing their ass off and another person could take offense to it or feel some type of way and it neither one of them be wrong. So I look at I look at this situation. If somebody was to tell me that this was a little distasteful, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that they, that it wasn't. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But to go to the point of hopping on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and writing four page letters about how uh, people laugh at black paint, like all, all of that shit, bro. Like it ain't to me. It's not that deep at all. To me, and here's a here's a thought. How about give him some bars back? Like you rap like versus being or playing the victim and acting like, oh, I'm just so hurt by this. I do get it. It was serious situation has not been resolved. I understand that. However, Meg can rap like she doesn't have to go in and act like, oh, I can't believe y'all are siding and whatever. She got bars, bar this nigga up. I'm sure that will play a long way in her career anyway. So like you, you trying to set up a failure, Lou. I ain't even gonna try to yeah. I, I, I can only I can't <laughs> man, that would be exciting. I want to see what that's a lose lose for Drake. That's a that lose was, lose for yeah, Drake. Exactly. That's, now you that's my point. So like if he's argue. playing, if that nigga wanna play games and put you in this scenario, then throw the ball back in his court, give him balls. He can't dish you back. No, he he can't, can't go too hard to, on to, you. Now to you lose, got friend. To lose point, this album was damn near a diss to female rap. Because yeah. <laughs> he came yeah, out. She, she should have took the flag for the females and be like, okay, I'm riding for the homegirls. I'm riding for the stallions. This nigga want to play? Let's play. Drake, Drake was on one oh. this whole album, but we're going to get to that in a second. But you know what's funny? I, I thought. I immediately, first of all, I want people online, and I thought this was now what I thought was unfair was people quoting the line wrong. A lot of people quoted the line as this bitch lie about getting shot, (laughs) but she's still a stallion. That changes the context completely, dude. And I was like, okay. And it's actually shots, which again, changes, in my opinion, changes everything. And the last bar too. It's one last bar that you Yeah, she don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. So so that's why I compare it to comedy. This was a joke, but again, you can't... Bro, this reminded me of when Jay, uh, when Hove on 444 had the line about future and the kid when he was like, uh, niggas in the future oh, playing yeah. football with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Future was hot about that shit. So he was he tight. And I can't be mad at him for being tight. That's that's why there's sometimes there's a line, bro. Like I can't be mad at if somebody says, yo, that was a little distasteful, kind of like the Dahmer shades. You know, the Dahmer shades was just a pinch, like, eh, it could be, okay, somebody could kind of laugh at that, but then it could also be like, bro, like, terrible timing with that. I, I, it could go either way. That's how I feel about the bar. 
That's it's just fair. not it's, it's just not four page dissertation on Instagram deep though. It's okay. not that deep at all. I was about to say that's fair, but also that's what this is too. This is what like I was speaking of the hip hop culture and what makes hip hop hip hop. That's a part of it. It is I agree. distasteful sometimes. Yeah, you can cross and, the line sometimes. Yeah, like you can't just play victim. You that's a good comparison. Who just want carnage, bro? He don't give a fuck. Chaos, chaos is chaos is a ladder, bro. This nigga <laughs> clearly. I will say that some some of the some of the takes I saw online were terrible. Like so, I couldn't I've believe the whole my hill, man. He let me down, bro. I I, I used that was to lame as fuck though. I used to fuck with him. That was whack as shit. But, but a nigga said I made it. He got all the way up to that song. It was like I turned it off after that. I couldn't and never listening to it again. I was like, bro, uh, what, relax, my nigga? Nigga, that was lame as a motherfucker. Relax, but my nigga, Jesus. I, I I seen I and we'll get to the album in just a second. But the the take that I've been seeing, which was annoying, was like, oh, he don't have this energy for dudes. <laughs> I was like, what? Let's, let's keep it a full beam. My homeboy brought this up to me too. He was like, he dissed all the women. He ain't say shit about Pusha T in this. Bro, but he's That's dissed Pusha though. T before. He's, he's made a, yeah, he's, he's made he a whole diss song you, about Meek Mill, who is who's considered a street nigga. So like, I, yeah, he just drama on, on this. He just Kanye think, on this. He just Drake ain't, du- he ain't ducking no smoke from no niggas. Like, That's what ain't. I'm saying. I was like, what? I don't know about that. He said he was still hot about the Pusha T shit on what? So yeah, but I local. can't. Even, so in the Pusha T situation, even if I'm still hot about it, I can't keep addressing you because you're not the same level of artist that exactly. I am. Like, that's going to make people now think, reconsider my victory or my self-proclaimed victory in this. I can't keep going back and forth with you. He's thrown so, shots at dude, though, several times. Not just not on this album, though. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the, the, the energy for no man, I don't, I don't see that. Like, I think Drake, he looks for smoke. I think he does very, a very good job. And so, so. yeah, I... That's just a hot thing to say right now. I'm gonna be real. Nick disagrees, man. But <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, bro. If you gonna, bro, if you gonna burn the whole shit down, burn like you said, Lou. If you <laughs> break shit down, fuck the whole game up, and talk your shit, bro. There's a nigga who around the corner who who punched you one time, and you ain't been back there since. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He don't want to keep. He don't know what. He don't know what the kid. He gonna pull out of his. his, his, right. his he don't want to keep losing that fight. He, he, he told he's like, hold on. This is about three baby mamas here. He may know about forty out here bullshit. He locked forty in a dungeon ever since that shit happened. Forty ain't been out since, nigga. You just stay in here and do work. All right, this Back. is the On Deck TV show, man. We are reviewing Her Loss, Drake and 21 Savage, new project to drop. We got our guy, Nikki Ducey, in the building with us to go over these tracks. This album was pushed back a week. Uh, they said that 40 uh, had COVID, had to get everything finished and mixed up. Hey, but- and, and and get that nigga some goddamn uh, OJ, some saltine crackers, nigga, yeah. and make sure he's straight so he can put yeah. his hands on this goddamn project. Like, we're not letting this out until he met that mix yes. on that bitch. We need that 40 on there. We need Thanks. that on there. That's when Drake is at his best. I'll throw this right over to UAB, the resident Aubrey Graham stand. What were your expectations for this album with 21 Savage attached to it? Um, we didn't really have much time to get expectations. We had about a week heads up. Um, they've had really good, strong collabs, especially lately. Um, the Jimmy Crooks was, a, was really the only song a lot of people fucked with on that. Honestly, never mind. That got hella clock. And then the joint with them and, and Project Pat on um, Certified Lover Boy was a banger, too. So they had and of course, they had other ones, but those are the last two. Um, so they've had a track record of, of having some really good joints. I was looking forward to this, though, 
simply because Drake is very, like you said, very strategic. He knows what the temperature was with that last project. So he had to bounce back with something that people would want to hear what people were asking for. Um, and so I, I thought, I thought his next move was going to be his best move. Um, and so I didn't expect a collab project, but um, especially not uh, what a time to be alive too. Cause that was rumored to come out early this year. And obviously we see it didn't happen. So I don't know what happened to that. I don't know if that turned into this either way, dude is not going to like just jump into anything and just be throwing out material like that. So um, I was looking forward to hearing what it sounded like. 21 Savage does his best work when he's featured with other people, him, J. Cole, um, J.I.D. Uh, so I was curious. I was definitely interested in hearing this and this new Drake. So I, you, you already know I'm down. I don't believe he got a song with J.I.D. Nick, what'd you yeah, think? Banging uh, too. <laughs> Nick, what'd you think? Uh, my expectations was, I think we we talked about it maybe a little bit last time I was on. I, I thought I was just like, if I get it, I get it. If not, you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, we we hear so much about rumor collab projects happening, not happening. I think I, I heard about a couple other just today. So I'm, I don't know. Um, I was, I was, you know, when they, when they first announced the pushback, I was like, here we go with the bullshit. They ain't gonna, we ain't gonna hear this until January, February, All-Star Weekend, some shit, they gonna drop it when motherfuckers getting, you know, at the dunk contest or whatever. <laughs> but um, now, I, my expectations, nonetheless, when we got it, was just more so who was gonna take lead. I think we yep. talked about last time, like, who was gonna take lead, who was gonna be in what uh, pocket, and I was kind of surprised by what happened as far as, far as when we got the project. I was interested in this. Um, I didn't, I knew, well, there were rumors around the industry that Drake would definitely drop something before the end of the year came because nope. of that dance shit um, that wasn't for us. And he addressed it on this album. So with that being said, knowing that it wouldn't sound like that again, I was waiting for it. Like you said, AB, I'm not a stand of Drake, but I do appreciate how good he is at his craft. So when he's in his bag and he's doing his thing, I definitely want to hear that. So I was ready for it as far as it being rolling out or coming out. I think the rollout was great. The fake tiny desk, the fake Howard Stern, all of the fake stuff. It set the tone for the album. Yeah. And it's a tone that I think they were able to live up to throughout the album. Throwing that into it, I want to get to the initial thoughts. Nick, tell me what you think or thought when you hit play and you were going through the album. Uh, as I was going through the album, uh, it, as as Drake's fashion, I think most rappers with with uh, good uh, ear quality for music, even Twenty One, I put on this level. Like you gonna start off the album hot. Like he, he, I think it. This is as far as when I was listening to it, it's very top heavy in my opinion. Like they throw out the hits early. They throw out the records that I think a lot of people will um, be uh, gravitated towards. Especially I would say the first eleven tracks. But um, I definitely like how uh, it started off. Now, as we got along, I kind of started, you know, feeling like Drake overshadowed 21 a lot on this. It should have been just probably just a Drake project featuring 21 on just like a few, like a uh, only built for Cuba links, but Canadian version. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I felt like it, it could have went more in that direction or at least presented in that direction because it just seemed like he got 21. I feel like Drake gets these niggas like 21 so he can feel dark skin for a project or like for a minute, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he was talking a lot of shit. He yeah, was he talking, talking a lot of shit. So he was, talking, he was yeah. talking like, he talking about mob ties with Jay Prince and Lou. You already know the stories. We already heard yes. about Jay Prince. So mm -hmm. this nigga was talking shit. And I'm like, and then he got the titles like Treacherous Twin and shit like that. I'm like, bro, 
don't get 21. <laughs> don't let 21 get you out of pocket, my nigga. He over here talking about Serena, the husband, oh, and some shit. Hey, like a simp on Twitter. Like, bro, this nigga was wild. But it was just interesting that, tw- like, you. Could, that's what I was saying. Like, it feels like Drake used 21 for that energy, that, yeah. that kind of dark tone, that gritty, that grit that he doesn't normally project himself. As you can see, when he naturally projects, it's a honestly, never mind, not this. Uh, <laughs> So I, I was just I was interested to see that uh, Drake will use that, but he will also put 21 in, in, I think, awkward points in his album as far as the last four or five tracks. Um, like, I feel like 21 was really, like, damn it, awesome singing songy shit <laughs> towards, like, the, the end. And I was kind of like, eh, I mm-hmm. like how you were in the beginning. Don't kind of, like, that's why I think Drake was like, you know what, nigga, just get out the booth. I'll just finish the rest of this shit. Let me shit. finish it. I'll finish this shit. I'll finish it myself. It'll sound good with this Isaac Brothers sample, nigga. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a that, fact. That, yeah. Hey, B, what were your initial thoughts? Uh, bro, I, I thought it was doing what it was supposed to do. I, I could tell who took the lead early. Um, who took the lead? Drake. Drake obviously was taking the lead on this. Um, You could tell out a rollout. That's a Drake rollout. Facts. <laughs> Let's be Facts. very clear. Just show up. Um, I'm gonna show. But, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ride the ship right. Just show up. Yeah, that, that's a fact, and that's okay because I feel like Twenty One Savage played a good co-star, and he's different enough from Drake to where there's there's a little bit of a, a balance between them. Like for an example, I think Future's a better artist than Twenty One Savage is. So he and Drake, and I think Drake took a little bit of a backseat, just a little bit to Future on that project, but he can do that because Future's more versatile. 21 Savage has one lane. It's monotone, yeah. Just one. I think he tried to harmonize once on here, and it obviously it was obvious that Drake wrote that. So, like, I, but Drake can do 21 Savage to a certain extent, meaning he can rap over those type trap beats, and you know what I'm saying? And he can dibble and dabble in the shit talking a little bit, but then he can also still do him. And so, like, I... I I thought it worked when I was listening to it the first time and I heard it in the gym the first time. And that, and that motherfucker was like the, my, I wasn't controlling it. The, 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 the gym owner was playing it and that motherfucker was, he was playing them banger. I was like, yo, this motherfucker going down through there. Like, hey, that's was, what I'm saying. He was playing the top half. Cause that yeah, shit was <laughs> nuts. That shit was nuts, bro. I was like, when they came out, that I was like, Oh hey. shit. You must say, hey, I know AB hit about an extra set of two. Of that <laughs> I mean, that motherfucker, hey, listen, I'm going crazy. I'm like, they ain't going down through there. Like, they Thanks. snapping on this motherfucker. So, just, I've I, I seen who was taking the lead, and I was okay with that, but I also saw what 21 brought to the table as well. And I, and it, for me, it worked listening to it that first go-around. What about you? Man, speaking of both of you guys' points, the first is that the energy. Like, I love the energy that was surrounding the album, and I know recently I, I, I compared, like, rap to the dunk contest. You don't really see anything new. I think this was a good version of something different. Like Drake didn't have to be so serious. Like I ain't got to worry about making the best album because I'm the best rapper. I got 21 Savage right here with me. And like you said, he has a tone and an energy that he brings. And he played a good like Scottie Pippen. I ain't got to score 40. Who I played Scottie Pippen? Huh? Who played Scottie Pippen? Uh, um, 21 Savage. Oh, okay. The Man, I yeah, he was the like, what? Throw me off. The fuck? He played a good B to Drake's A, Michael. Okay, yeah, no, for sure. It was perfect. He didn't have to do much. Drake's like, let me lead these conversations. Let me lead the funny. And it worked. I, too, like both of you guys, the top half of it, I found myself looking at the phone like, damn, these niggas is going in. Like, the first half of it is exactly what you were looking for. Like, from 21, from Drake, 
I agree with that 100%. I did lose some of the enjoyment uh, down towards the second half when it would, some of the singing song get more faster uh, tracks. However, I thoroughly enjoyed the album because I felt like it was <clears throat> it was still very good, but it wasn't as serious as we usually have when guys are in album mode like it wasn't j cole trying to make a great album it wasn't kendrick lamar doing mr morale and the high steppers and you figuring out some coded message within there it was just me and 21 savage we're having fun the beats are banging it's gonna be some dope visuals it's a stripper on the cover art hey enjoy this shit i think that they did a great job at creating that energy for this album yeah with that being said go ahead i i was gonna say i think um (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I think Drake needed this project because I think Certified Lover Boy's response was a little lukewarm, even though I think the song- <laughs> This is the best album Drake has done since Views. Uh, nah, I like Scorpion. Uh, I ain't gonna this lie. better than Scorpion. Scorpion I like Scorpion. And it's better than What a Time to Be Alive. Man, no, it's because like what you said this nigga's though, Ill. it's because like what you said future sound is so dominant drake didn't have the like we didn't get the full like drake experience this album you get the drake experience and you're sprinkling a little bit of funny 21 savage lines in there like they, i ain't got a show idea at the club they know i'm 21 like that, that shit, it, it works but, nah, it, it didn't work when you had what was it called hours in silence this nigga this is 2022 i should not hear a five and a half minute track with drake just saying sweet nothings <laughs> over a place it's called her loss bro like come on now. Dude, shit, I, shit i had ear loss but I think I think the pressure, I, I, I think the the lukewarm response to Certified Lover Boy, even though I think it had good records, but I think it was more of the same. And then so he went a little too left with honestly never mind, which I'm sure will slap in Dubai, but stateside it didn't quite hit like that. So he needed something refreshing. He needed something that would work. And I do think he pulled it off with this. I think this was a good idea. I want to know how long this was planned. Like whose idea was this? Was did they know this before? Honestly, never mind. And Jimmy Crooks was this? Was these all Jimmy Crooks sessions? I want to know what how that kind of worked out. But um, need, I, I think he needed the, this though. You need the documentary. I'll take it. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. I definitely would. I, I think with with Drake, I feel like this. As you were talking about, like the criticism of Certified Lover Boy, I feel like with Drake now, whenever he receives those criticism. He always does have to go back into the lab and be like, okay, I got to prove something once again. Because I feel like in his mind, he thinks he has more than one classic. So he feels like he shouldn't have to do all this extra shit to prove that he can rap and he can do all this other shit or he can actually create quality music. And I feel like those are all these different variations of genres of albums that we're getting. It's just him saying like, fuck it. If I can't make, you know what I'm saying? If I can't be a master at something, I'm going to be a master at none. I'm going to do it all. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Like, and I think that just helps and hurts his case when you're talking about where he ranks. But even now, when you're talking about the, the albums that he drops, you can't really see like what direction he's really in because he's all over the fucking place. Like, like you said, in, in the last three years, we got his self, his, his own uh, solo album, uh, a genre blending, you know, reggae dance, dance, dance hall album. And then now you got this street project, quote unquote, with 21. It's like, and before that, it was a double disc. So it's one side being rapping, another side being like, what, what, who are you in these sessions with? Like, who, who the fuck is giving you direction? 
what's the game plan? I think I think that speaks to his versatility, though, in my opinion. So that's that's, that's an excuse to say like I I was about to ask because if all these albums is mid, let me ask you this though. Versatile. Let me ask you this to make it not an excuse. I don't think that J Cole or Kendrick Lamar could do an album with this tone and it still be considered good. Like Drake is, like I said, he's not as serious. He didn't put this album out for it to be considered a classic. However, this is one of the best projects in his discography. I don't think that J. Cole could take this approach and be like, hey, I'm going to do a random throwaway. I ain't taking it serious. It ain't that type of vibe. And it still be perceived like we perceived as Drake in 21 Savage. Like he did for you. Like his, his idea of this is for your eyes only. Kendrick's idea of this is probably Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers with Kodak. And their ideas of this, they're good, but Drake just did it better and it was a whole, it was lighthearted. Mm. I disagree with you on that, Lou. I Which think it was you, better. I think I think Kendrick and 21 could do a record like this no. and make it better. I don't, I'm not saying like a record like this per se, but they could co- make a collab album better than this. Really? Because really? I, I, if you look at, if you listen to Kendrick on Damn, this was, and ain't on even going back to uh, Sex, uh, not Sex Name, but Good Kid, Mad City. Like he got, he, Mad City with uh, that beat and shit like that. Like he could, bro, you can see or hear Kendrick on harder tracks. And he actually do got cousins that's in the street. So he could talk about certain things from an angle way better than Drake can. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, shit. I ain't even really just talking about street though. I mean, like the funny, like this album is funny. Like this is a pretty comical album. And it has a lighthearted tone. I, I think that yeah, Kendrick probably could match him from a street sense and this the like the bag that you said Drake was in. But I just mean like the I mean, lightheartedness of it. I, I mean like them doing the Howard Stern shit, like them doing the the tiny desk shit. I don't even think that anybody else could think of a rollout like that. And it worked. That's all. Yeah. Versatility. That's all I was speaking to. Speaking of it working, I want to get the guys from you guys what worked and what didn't work your highlights your lowlights from the album ab i'll start with you give me three albums that just stood out to you three records well i i'll say the theme first off the chemistry i thought worked yes um there's even points where 21 i believe on broke boys where he'll he'll say a bar and then drake will add a little bit where he was like you know what i'm saying i did i got the stripes like adidas yeah i got a fuck, fuck adidas you know what i'm saying but like he's like they're like playing off each other, which I didn't I didn't think would work. Uh, or even the the intro to 21, wanted you to do something for a man. He laid out what he wanted to talk about. And then 21 came in and talked about what he asked him to talk about. Like all like those type of things, the chemistry worked for me. Um, if I had to go with specific joints, the obvious joint, middle of the ocean. I know y'all talk about the first half being strong. Man, there's some bangers in the second half because that middle of the ocean is stupid. Um, when the beat switch, Drake flipped a switch and went insane. Um, I, I, that one of those verses verses like that are to remind niggas. Like I know hip hop fans can be fickle and you can drop a honestly, never mind, And people can be like, Oh, he's done. It's over with the baby's the king of rap. And like, man, I was pump your brakes, dude. I can still do this. And I think that's what that was in reference to. Um, I also really liked, um, uh, Rich Flex, the first song. And I like Pussy and Millions with Travis Scott. Him being the only real feature, I thought brought a different dynamic because he sounds completely different from them. Uh, but I thought it worked, um, especially when the beat flipped up too. That'd be hard as fuck. So those are my three joints that just kind of stood out to me. Nick, what about you? Um, 
I actually will agree, like middle of the ocean. I did agree with that. But I do find it funny that we just asked Drake to rap good for one track. <laughs> and then we be like, oh, this nigga good. We don't gotta worry no, about it. Like, we know he can do it. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying, like, you <laughs> we, we rap good one time. And we be like, all right, he can he can fuck all your other shit. What do you uh, say on Scorpion, nigga? Classic, just 10 of these. You, he, yeah. he could just sit and make 10 songs of that and everybody be like, oh, but he ain't going to sell no records. You ain't going to play in a club. You're not going to get no radio spin. You're get that Dubai spin. I can tell you I can make 10 threes in a row, AB, until you see it, you ain't going to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, as far as the, the tracks that I like, obviously, like, Rich Flex, I like Back Outside Boys, uh, Privileged Rappers. Y'all know I'm from Cincinnati, bro. That Osley Brothers sample and ah, oh, come on, yeah, you know, I, I fuck with. It. Of course, that pussy and millions. I mean, shit. Two of the top three things I love the most. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those are definitely good picks. Hey, what For about me? the drama? The the drum slights on back outside, boys. <laughs> Did you peep that? You see his response? I, I peeped that. Like, well, I was I was what up. Say? He was Go pissed. That, drama that, was. That, yeah, drama was like, nigga, you bringing that shit back up, nigga. Nigga, it ain't like you did anything. But I, I ain't gonna lie. He did say his bodyguards. He said his bodyguards worked me, though. But still, nigga, you didn't do shit. He, he was on that type of time. Boss, I ain't got to, nigga. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I do these raps, nigga. Bro, I they, they, had, they had drama uh, responding. Professionalism I was speaking about. <laughs> they had drama on Twitter responding. This nigga waking up from whatever slumber cave that way to poop sleep in. Talking about some why Drake talking shit still, why? <laughs> I was like, bro. Nigga don't even bro. know about that incident like that, bro. That nigga was, was at like, the Boobalo he was talking about on track uh, in middle of the ocean. He was there. Listen, reading yeah. drama tweets, laughing, eating grapes and shit. That shit was uh, <laughs> for me. If I had to go with what works, uh, definitely Rich Flex. That, that was a hell of a way to come in on this album, man. I, I way to go on that. Also, for me, Middle of the Ocean is that's my favorite version of Drake right there. Like that's a I lot of need, people's favorite version. I don't need to sing songy shit. I don't need none of that. I just need a nigga that's showing y'all I'm the best nigga doing this and y'all can't compete with me. Like niggas will flex about like buying property and all of this stuff, which is cool. But it's a, a hell of a flex when a nigga's like, I, I, I'm carrying 59 bags on a 767 jet. <laughs> like nigga, that's a flex. Nigga, where are you going with 59 bags, dude? <laughs> that shit is crazy to me. Nick, you still ain't got it yet. You look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I'm taking it. I'm, I'm taking like, it. Niggas don't said, even bro. think to flex like that when they rapping. Like I had to look up the bro. place that the nigga was talking about at the beginning. I wanted to know what the Bigaloo room was, nigga. Bro, that, that shit right there is amazing to me. It's I, like the only nigga that can do that. Go ahead. I looked up a couple of them places. One is in Portland. He got the nicest spot in Portland that he talked about. Fifty nine bags on a brother. I can't even. I don't even like carrying a carrier. Niggas will try to stuff their whole life in a suitcase for a trip, nigga, and not pay the extra charge. Fifty nine <laughs> bags. That is a flex, nigga. Normal rap niggas ain't. They don't even understand that flex, nigga. <laughs> These niggas still like come on. Hey, that nigga and, said, and, and normal, normal rap niggas are like DJ Khaled. They don't even fly. Don't even fly <laughs> or nigga. I'm going to the mall when I get there. Now nah, my nigga, I got 59 bags, bro. 
Like he was just talking so much shit in that song. I love. He that talked a lot of, of shit, like, and they said you would you would the hibachi for your birthday. Oh, yeah, oh, that's cute. We ain't did that since like '09 when Wayne and shit was. So, oh, your boyfriend got you a party bus. Oh, oh, that's sweet. My nigga said we couldn't even land because they ain't got the steps for the helicopter on the island that I'm trying to go to. Man, come like ain't nobody talking that shit. Ain't nobody talking that shit. Drake is a one in that department. I. I I listened to this 15 times straight, at least. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I ran this back 15 times. That's my favorite song on the album. Um, and the last one, if I had to go with number three, I like 3 a.m. on Glenwood. I like 21 Savage being reflective and taking a page out of Drake book For sure. and doing that. But if I'm going straight into my dislikes, I am on the other side of you guys. I did not like the Travis Scott song. That's uh, I, just, right, dude. I just went there for it. I did not like Treacherous Twins. I hate that hook is slow. I like I, I was like one of the worst said, one of the worst doing, things I ever heard. Yeah, you're doing way too much, bro. Like you got a little too excited. Calm down with the treacherous twins. He was standing like, nut riding on yeah, that. Ain't nothing. <laughs> Somebody should have got you in the yo and be like, nah, bro, that ain't it. Pause. I was waiting for a little pause to come what out. Of what <laughs> nigga? Come on. So no, that's the things that the biggest that did not work for me. However, overall, I do like the album. Do you guys have bad takeaways? Yeah, I was, the treacherous twins. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. That ain't you nothing. Delete that off my thing. Then everything. Yeah, that ain't nothing. And and but for that reason, there's not one song on that with a time to be alive. And I'm like, that ain't nothing. There's not one. I think that's Touché. supremely underrated and it's straight Touché. through and it's top tier. So the fact that I can say a song on here ain't nothing. <laughs> I already can't, and I can't do that about the other one. I can't put it in the same category. Just all awesome. nice. Facts. Uh, but other than that, though, there were, other than that, that was the only one that was just offended me. I was like, yeah, this song ain't nothing. Yeah. What you got? Uh, for me, after, after uh, Middle of the Ocean, you can get rid of everything else. Ah, stop. <laughs> 13, 13 through 16, get what? rid of Take out Treacherous Twins. So this is 11-track project to me, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm what? not saying that. I'm not saying they're trash. I just didn't need them. You don't like it 3 a.m. on Glenwood? Not I don't, that's not the 21 I wanted to hear, bro. Mm. I, I like that that more M's is 21 21. I thought that motherfucker slapped too. No, the beats, the beats stupid. That's Metro, but yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say, I was surprised that uh yeah, we gotta give Yachty more credit on how talented he is as a no, songwriter. No, yes, we, we do though. we do though. Yes, we do. No, as we ain't a really songwriter, do. as because he helped he helped he helped Drake flow on a lot of these beats, and I can tell he helped him on that, bro. He, he got wrote that Meg line. You said he came out and explained it what it was. Yeah. He, that nigga wrote it. Yeah. I mean, I heard yeah. him on the, uh, he on the ad-libs on that. What is that, Back Outside Wars? I think that's him on yeah. the ad-libs. Yeah. He all over this project. He's kind of, he, he gave it like, like how The weekend helped Drake with Take Care. He helped him with this project. I didn't know Yachty and Drake was good friends like that. Drake credits Yachty to like his recent success, like his friendship. And You hear like, how Lou trying to phrase it? Like. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Hey. No. He's what he said, hey. man. He said his friendship's been very important to him over the last couple of years. Yeah, that, that, that Atlanta sound is helpful. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. You're trying to stay on top. That's Thanks. fair. We're talking talk right, about so the Ravens. All right, so let's get to the Ravens, man. Um, AB, where you rate this out? It's four. It's flames. Um, mm-hmm. It's what we needed. I think this would have made more sense before the summer. Um, but still, I – Bro, I like it, bro. I like it a lot, actually. Uh, like I'm, I'm fucking with it. The, the only egregious joint on there is the Treacherous Twins, and for that reason, I'm it's up there. Um, so I'm giving it four. It's it's, it's flames to me. Yeah. Nikki, do say what do you rate this one to five? Uh, I'll give it a 
I was gonna say three and a half, but then on a on a good gym day, I'm gonna give it a four. So I'm gonna give it a four. I, yeah. I think it's uh the my only thing with Drake projects is that I don't know, like in a in like uh six months from now, am I listening to this? Like, am I yes. going to 2023 with this? Yes. Um, and by this time next year, am I still bumping it? Like, he makes a lot of McDonald's music. The commercials be fire, <laughs> but but the, the meal don't stick with you for that long. <laughs> so that's why. Uh, but I, I do like what I hear, and it's definitely going to be – I got a lot of gym, gym playlist shit off of this. I will make it a clean sweep. It goes four for me as well, man. I really enjoyed this album. I really enjoyed the tone of it. I enjoyed that Drake was able to have fun. Um, it gave – it switched the tone up in hip-hop for a moment, made people, you know, realize – not having to be so serious as far as when the albums are coming out i enjoyed this i enjoyed it a lot i'll double back to it saved a couple songs to the playlist that um middle of the ocean i'm gonna listen to again once we get done uh recording tonight so i'm definitely giving it a four i think to nikki's point though the the replay value whether that it will stick or not is what keeps it from being a four and a half Yes. Um, in my opinion, for me, because because I can't again, this one song I just flat out was like skip. And so traditionally, when you say that, you when you got a one song skip 16 track project, you would think it would be higher than what we're kind of putting it, but it's the replay value, it's nothing super deep on here, it's nothing super they're not reinventing the wheel, so to speak. You know what I mean? So for that reason, you got a little we, we gotta keep it a buck. It's flames, it's gonna sound great in the whip. It sounds great in the gym. You know what I mean? So it's if, if I went to the club or if I went out at all, nigga, if I went to the Hawks game, they're going to play a song. It's going to sound good at the Hawks arena. You know what I'm saying? So Facts. for that reason, that's why I keep it flat at four. For anybody that's like, damn, y'all show praising it just to give it a four, that would be my reasoning behind it. I think four is good, though. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. True. All right. So that is our review for her lost at Drake and 21 Savage new album from the on deck TV show. You guys make sure you let us know what you think. What do you rate the album? Leave it under the IG post, leave it under the YouTube comments, rate, subscribe, like, do all of those great things. It shows you engage with the on deck TV show. Before we get out of here, we got some wins and some losses or some losses. Excuse me. First one, Halloween just passed. And your man, A.B. Fab, was in full Halloween mode. If you didn't see Fab, he dressed up as O.J. Simpson. Yes, O.J., he had the white Bronco. He had on football pants, pads, and Air Force Ones. A.B., win or a loss, Fab's Halloween costume. This was an L, bro. He had on the jersey and the football pads under the jersey with the helmet and everything. The white Bronco almost saved it because that motherfucker was clean. But he had to perform in the club with the full pads on. He looked ridiculous, bro. That's an L. D Nick, did you see this? Uh, I'm, I'm, I didn't see it and I'm glad I didn't see it. Uh, the the <laughs> fall off of Fab is, is, is staggering. It's, it's almost, if, if we cared about him as much as we cared about Kaye, we'd be talking about him in the headlines too. That's but, right. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, he too grown to be doing that shit, bro. Come on, bro. Niggas break <laughs> up with their girls, their wardrobe start to be the first thing that you notice, man. And since Fab and Emily ain't been together, it's been. But he got a, a, a OJ closet. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Oh, no, I think she was actually putting the clothes on him. Like, so like no. She wouldn't have let this fly. No, she wouldn't have let this. Because they usually get shit. busy for Halloween. 
Now that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of shit that she wouldn't have let fly here within the last two to three years since they don't think they've been together. Like it's a lot of misses from Fab when it wasn't no misses damn near for years. This why you need years a without a miss. This, this is why you need a quality gal on uh, next to you to be like, hey, yo, I'm thinking about running this OJ Simpson for Halloween. Man, nigga, what? Yeah, pads and all. Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking the show with the pads and everything, yeah. babe. Like this is why out of here. you need a quality girl. You need common sense. So that too. <laughs> Next for the wins and loss artist, Baby Racks. He was previously signed to 1017 by Gucci Man and dropped the same day after refusing to go to Houston after hearing the news of Takeoff's death. Win or a loss, A.B.? Yeah, the first rapper to get signed and dropped in a 24-hour span. That's obviously an L. But uh, at least now you get to hear the name Baby Rack. So if you weren't familiar with him, you somebody might check his shit out. He might be tough. I didn't because I just thought the story was hilarious. But I don't know. Was that worth dropping him, though? I don't know about that. Yeah, that seemed kind of strange. I think, well, they were trying to get him to go to Houston to perform a show, and he refused to go. So I guess that is, like, reason to cut somebody yeah i'm gonna say if you for a nigga named baby racks who the hell does he think he is that he can decide where he can and came i was gonna say if i was gucci if i was gucci and i said nigga this is houston street your ass better be on that motherfucking block tonight and yeah like you tell me the reason like bro i got security in there take off what they gotta do with you nigga don't even know where you gonna be at where you you got nice in your hands three people here bro no, no, we're gonna search all three of these niggas and none of them are gonna bother you, my nigga. If you don't go show up to this show, some of these niggas think this is a barbecue joint they pulling up to. Put your booty ass. I know half the niggas in here. Yeah, I paid yeah, them to here. come. I could drop this ass too. At this show to come to your show, bro. That's probably what Gucci Man was thinking. So, yes. All right, last win or a loss before we go on deck of the weekend are put ons. Freddie Gibbs teases a joint album with Tyler, the creator, and Little Bootsy says his joint album with T.I. is better than her loss. Is this a win or a loss, the joint album influx, now that Drake has done it again? Uh, it's a win for the Gibbs and Tyler, the creator. I wouldn't mind listening to maybe an EP of that. Um, mm. The T.I. and Bootsy... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, stop, bro. Like, Boosie need to go ahead and stick to the Vlad interviews and in the, in the IG lives. Uh, music? Are we talking His about music from Boosie respectfully? No, that's a skip. This book was good. He could team up with you... anybody, nigga, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Nick, what you think? You waiting on that, uh, either one? No, I, I think the Freddie and uh, Tyler Creator joint, I, I definitely, if you had to ask me, honestly, between Drake and 21 and Freddie and Tyler, I'll lean Freddie and Tyler just for more of a, I think it'll be more musically inclined and we get better raps. But uh, you can keep that, whatever the fuck <laughs> I said, Lucy and T.I. was going to come up with. I don't know what the hell that was going to be called. T.I.T., I don't know what it was going to be called. But yeah, T.I.B. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how Lil Lucy convinced T.I. to do this. Cause T.I. chilling, man. He doing his comedy shit. Like, I know, you know, they son's cool. So it probably like stemmed from there. But I know it was a whole lot of T.I. saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not planning on doing it. And finally had to do it. Like, Boosie pulled up. The studio in the truck. My nigga, we just come outside and record. There ain't no way in the world, bro. Man, so those are the wins and the losses. A.B. on Decker of the Week, please, sir. Uh, on Decker of the Week, shout out to Knife Jennings commented on our top That's 10 funny. pop B-sides episodes. He said, damn, fellas, how y'all not going to mention Vince Staples when it comes to funniest rappers? Ooh. I mean, he be serious as hell with his takes and opinions, but comes off so funny to me. Dope show as always. 
that he is 100% correct. We completely Good forgot call. to mention Vince Stables. Good call. And dude is funny with a name like that. That is funny as the well. Name is funny as hell. Um, appreciate the comments, y'all. All right, man. What you got to put us on, baby? Uh, Black Panther this weekend. Pull up to that. Support that. Fuck with that. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. I'm very interested to see how they pull this off. Got my ticket for Friday. I can't wait. No, I am not dressing in uh, Kunta Kente cloth, but I will be in the building. Fresh, anyway. How the hell is that a put on, A.B.? Everybody in their mama know about this damn Black Panther shit. She said Black Panther like it's going to sneak up on us. Like, like it's a Huey P meeting or some shit like that. Like, no. I know that Black Panther going to be out Friday. <laughs> you know Black Panther got a sequel, bro. <laughs> come out Friday, boy. Yeah, come out Friday. <laughs> no. I feel like it ain't that much hype around him, man. How y'all peep nah. that, though? It's it's the it's that quiet. Just talking about dressing up for it. Nah, I got I got a little. Uh, I told um, you. I got a little Disney Plus, you know, got a little package waiting for me. But now, uh, <laughs> I got uh, the reason. Ab to your point, I, a lot of people are more like they're gonna go see it in droves, obviously to support. But it's more mums the word because they don't know how the fuck this movie gonna be. Exactly. It's like, That's it's, it's basically like making Iron Man two and Robert Downey Jr. passed away. It's like, exactly. How are you gonna do this? Yeah. Like, you know, niggas a little skeptical. Like. Yeah. Eh. They lucky they got a lot of black women that you can't really shit on it. You know what I'm saying? Angela Bassett in it. Like, you got, uh, what's her name? Lupita's in it. Like, you got some other motherfuckers, the old girl from Walking Dead. Like, you got yeah. people that you can do some shit, but the story got a hit. This is one Thanks. of the one, this is the one of the rare few comic book movies where the story actually has to hit. Because anything else is going to be bullshit. Facts. That's a fact. Nick, what you got to put us on? Um, I, I think, I don't know if we mentioned this uh, the last time I was here, but I'll, I'll put this motherfucker out there. Uh, Shmino, uh, Love for Rent. I think that was a good project if you haven't checked it out. He's kind of like, if you don't know who he is, he's an artist who's really popular with like the, uh, the Earth Gays, JIDs, that kind of crowd, that, that kind of vibe. Um, and I think this is, uh, he, he, he's dropped a lot of music, but this is the one that caught my eye. I think it's a, one of those records that you can just play through. I don't really think there's any skips. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, Love for Rick is my put on. Nice. I, I heard a lot about that Sweeno album. I heard it was mine. From St. Louis. Uh, absolutely. Mine is the Murdoch documentary on HBO Max. It's about, uh, it's called Low Country. It's about this family. I watched it on Dateline. It's been a story for about the last three or four years. They were stealing millions of dollars. He was a lawyer stealing from his clients and shit. Killed his wife, killed his son, a boating accident. Got the shit all started. It's a dope ass Dateline episode about it. And there's also a three-part documentary on HBO Max. It's called Low Country, The Murdoch Dynasty. Kind of uh, to give you a, a fictional part of it, it would be like Ozark. They from that part of the country, Low Country or whatnot. They had a lot of money and shit and some crazy shit started happening around them. Very interesting story. Hope the doc is good, but I'm starting it tonight. I can respect it, man. Did y'all know Black Panther got a sequel coming out this run? Uh, hey man, triple salute to everybody listening as always. Vote. Go vote, go vote. Let us know what y'all think about that 21 and that Drake album as well. YouTube, IG, all that good shit. Nikki, where can they find you, bro? 
Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at W-E-S-I-S-I -S -I number 11. Um, you can also follow me where I, me, Lou, and a few of the others, uh, Frames Per Second Podcast at FPS Podcast. That's our handle for IG and Twitter. We also have a good Reddit community. Make sure you check us out. Same uh, handle, FPS Podcast. And we review movies, uh, TV shows, all types of stuff, have discussions. And we're actually going to be doing the Black Panther sequel live uh, November 16th, Wednesday night on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash FPS Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything else before we get out of here, bro? That is it. It's the On Deck TV show. We appreciate y'all tapping in. Go rate, subscribe, like, let us know that you love us. We out. Yes, sir.